It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we're officially kicking off March, we're going to go way back. Yes, all the way back to Walt Disney's very first princess with Snow White. Yes, as we kick off show number 65 for the week of March 6, 2014, we're going to have all kinds of fun as we are going back into Walt Disney's very first princess with the current voice of Snow White. Miss Katie Von Till. That's right, Katie Von Till is the current voice of Walt Disney's Princess Snow White. And Katie's going to stop in and talk about everything from her career, from her television roles, commercials, and just what is it like continuing on the tradition of one of Disney's famed princesses, yet alone the very first. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, we have Lexi back, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to continue with the Hollywood Walk, as she's going to give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Katie Von Till. We also have Caitlin back. Yes, Caitlin's going to be stopping in with WDW in 2 with the latest in park news for this week. And we also have Paige with the Magical Music Review. And Paige is going to go deep into the history of the pages of Disney's magical music. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-wire, all kinds of fun, magic, memories, and more. So let's officially kick off show number 65 for the week of March 6th, 2014. How fitting with a little bit of Disney's very first princess. Be right back, all BD heads. Once there was a princess. Was the princess you? And she fell in love. Was it hard to do? It was very easy. Anyone could see that the prince was charming. The only one for me. Was he uh, strong and handsome? Was he big and tall? There's nobody like him. Anywhere at all. Did he say he loved you? Did he steal a kiss? He was so romantic. I could not
December 26, 1938. Tell me, just how old a story is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Well, it's so old that no one knows when or where it was first told. Is it true that it wasn't published until the Grimm brothers came along? Yes, just about a hundred years ago. Jacob Grimm was a very learned man, a scientist. You'd hardly think he'd go in for fairy tales. But just as a hobby, he and his brother collected a lot of old folk stories and legends, put them into a book, and called the book Grimm's Fairy Tales. In their written form, Walt, fairy tales are supposedly only for children. But when you bring one to the screen, it captivates everyone. Age, language, race make no difference. What's the secret? Well, here's half an answer. Over at our place, we're sure of just one thing. Everybody in the world was once a child. We grow up. Our personalities change. But in every one of us, something remains of our childhood. You mean that's a common denominator? That just about sums it up, Mr. DeMille. The same level you speak of knows nothing of sophistication and distinction. It's where all of us are simple and naive, without prejudice and bias. We're friendly and trusting. And it just seems to me that if your picture hits that spot in one person, it's going to hit that same spot in almost everybody. So in planning a new picture, we don't think of grown-ups and we don't think of children but just of that fine, clean, unspoiled spot down deep in every one of us that maybe the world has made us forget and that maybe our pictures can help recall. Hi, this is puppeteer and author Noel McNeil. 
and you are listening to Diz On Demand. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, well, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 65 for the week of March 6, 2014. And we have all kinds of fun lined up, as I already mentioned, as we have none other than Disney's very first princess, Snow White. Yes, the current voice of Snow White, Katie Von Till, is going to be stopping in here very soon. So before I kick off all the news hot off the D-wire and all the different fun lined up here this week, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, latest news blogs, connect up with the D-Team, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio, D-I-Z Radio.com. Now you can also connect up with us all over Facebook on Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we have all kinds of news hot off the D-wire, so let's just jump right into it here this week. And how about Frozen Sisters to appear in the new Magic Kingdom Parade? That's right, the all-new Festival of Fantasy Parade is going to make its grand entrance into the Magic Kingdom Park this coming Sunday. And some special friends are going to be along for the debut. That's right, Anna and Elsa from Disney's new movie Frozen are going to appear on the Princess Garden float. They're going to be able to greet guests to the park along with Princess Belle, Cinderella, and Tiana. Now, the parade is going to bring such stories as Peter Pan, the Little Mermaid, Tangled, all to life in this afternoon parade. It's going to celebrate the new fantasy land and will showcase the wonder of all the new attractions to Main Street, USA. Now, the Disney Festival of Fantasy Parade is going to carry its own unique sound with an all-new original soundtrack and score by composer Mark Harmon, who also worked on World of Color at Disney's California Adventure and the Flights of Fantasy Parade at Hong Kong Disneyland. So not only can you love Frozen, an Oscar winner from this past week for Best Animated Feature, now you can get ready for the Frozen Sisters to appear in the new parade this coming weekend. Now, moving right along, how about Walt Disney cutting fundings to the Boy Scouts over many discrimination clauses? Now, Walt Disney has cut funding to the Central Florida Council of Boy Scouts of America in a stand against the LGBT discrimination. It seems like the adults in support of kids having fun and gaining leadership development and skills would go hand in hand, but not so all the time, especially with those in charge cannot agree. Now, as they have said, this is a sad stance as life lessons are needed on a daily basis. The decision does not sit well with the Walt Disney Company and the organization provided funding to the BSA through the Ears to You program, a program that lends support to organizations where Disney workers volunteer. Now, BSA's discriminatory policy stops the youth organization from receiving the beneficiary funding that would help the BSA programs. Now, the Boy Scouts of America sent out a letter stating that leadership tried working with Walt Disney World, but because they were not able to reach an agreement, the result in funding was cut over the LGBT discrimination. 
We'll see what happens with this as it continues to develop. Now, since we are talking about the parks, let's move to registration and registration opening for the 2014 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. Yes, this last week on March 4th, Run Disney opened registration for the 2014 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, runners who sign up for the 13.1 mile race will have a chance to earn a special finisher's medal, marking the fifth anniversary of the night event. Now, the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend will take place November 7th through the 9th. Now, the Run Disney Race Weekends include several running events, from its signature half marathon to kids' races. The half marathon takes place at 10 p.m. on Sunday, November 8th, and features a course that takes runners through Disney's Animal Kingdom and Disney's Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Now, the race weekend's highlight themes are races are timed to overlap with the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, the annual fall foodie event. Now, other Disney Wine and Dine events include Mickey's Jingle Jungle 5K and the Run Disney Kid Races on November 8th. Now, the Disney Health and Fitness Expo is on November 7th and 8th, and the Disney Wine and Dine Pre-Race Taste is on November 7th at the Disney Hollywood Studios. So the Wine and Dine Half Marathon is going to commemorate itself with an all-new medal featuring a one-time-only design that marks the five years of the race. The design has yet to be released online, so nobody knows what it's going to look like. If you want to find out more about this, and if you want to register for all of these, the Mickey's Jingle Jungle 5K, the Kids Races, the Run Disney one mile run with kids, the Disney wine and dine pre-race tickets, and the finish line party tickets. You can check out all of this at the official Run Disney website at rundisney.com. Now, I was going to talk about, in gaming news, the Disney Interactive cutting over 700 jobs. But you know what? I'm going to leave that one to Randy because we do have Randy, our D-team member, is going to be stopping in later here at the show with Disney Multimedia. So we're going to have Randy stop in and talk more about that one. So I'm just going to move right along here. And how about a little bit of accessories for all of you women out there? And how about Disney launching Muppets Most Wanted Nail Lacquers? That's right. In advance of Muppets Most Wanted, which hits theaters on March 21st, the LA-based OPI has announced a limited edition collection of collaborative nail lacquers named after the Muppets Most Wanted, the current Disney film that is going to be hitting screens. There are eight different shades all together that are offered in addition to the big number. You're going to be able to get all kinds of Muppet with I Love Applause, Let's Do Anything We Want, Kermit Me to Speak, Gaining Momentum, chilling like a villain and many other colors so there's a great unique colors but if you want to paint your nails if you are somebody out there that wants to get a great manicure now you can get the muppets most wanted nail lacquers from opi now moving away from accessories and parks let's get to movies we were talking about muppets most wanted that is hitting march 21st but how about Disney's The Pirate Fairy? And Walt Disney Home Entertainment has now detailed the official Blu-ray release from director Peggy Holmes' The Pirate Fairy. Now, this is the next entry in the Tinkerbell direct-to-video animated series. And this is a fantastic series. I have loved them and enjoyed them as well as all my kids, boys and girls. All the Tinkerbell films are fantastic. Now, the synopsis goes, From the world of Peter Pan comes The Pirate Fairy, a swashbuckling new adventure about Zarina, a smart and ambitious dustkeeper fairy who's captivated by the blue pixie dust and its endless possibilities. When Zarina's wild ideas get her into trouble, she flees to Pixie Hollow and joins the forces of a scheming pirate of Skull Rock, who make her the captain of their ship. Now, Tinkerbell and her friends must embark on an epic adventure to find Zarina, and together they go sword to sword with a band of pirates led by a cabin boy named James, who will soon be known 
as Captain Hook. Now, the Blu-ray release is going to be fantastic. It's going to be released in 5.1 Master Audio in full high definition. Now, there is also going to be a lot of great special features on this. There's going to be the making of the crockumentary. Crocky and his real-life relatives are the subject of this funny documentary. There's also sing-along songs, deleted scenes, and animated shorts. So now you can get ready on April 1st as the Pirate Fairy, the next one in the Tinkerbell franchise, is going to get released. Now, pushing right along with company news, let's talk about Disney partnering with the Blacklist for Residency program. Now, this partnership marks the second studio alignment for the script service and database. Now, Walt Disney Studios is teaming up with the Blacklist, a screenwriting database to help populate the studio's feature writers program. The Blacklist, which was founded by Franklin Leonard, and it's behind the annual survey of the best unproduced scripts. It's going to go through its writing submissions for the next two months to make a short list that will submit to the studio. And Disney is going to pick and choose exceptional writers from that list, according to the joint announcement by the companies. Now, this is going to give them a one-year residency that is part of the company's live-action division. Now, some of the critical criteria that they are going to be looking for if you are a scriptwriter is unique and distinctive points of view. But those interested can get more information at blckLST.com. That's right, blck. LST.com. Now, to be eligible, writers cannot have earned more than $250,000 from their screenwriting work in the last 10 years. As they have announced, there are countless stories to be told, and we're always looking for new perspectives at every stage of filmmaking, especially during the creation of a script, said the Walt Disney Pictures president, Sean Bailey. Now, this partnership with Disney is the Blacklist's second alignment with the studio since July 2013, when it also teamed up with Warner Brothers for a program that's open to minorities women, and other people in demographics. Now, since we are talking about movies and writing, let's talk about the Dish Network. Yes, Dish Network and Disney have now reached a landmark deal. As regulations continue to argue over neutrality, Dish Network and Disney have agreed upon a landmark deal that's going to have broad ramifications for everybody. That is right, everybody who loves streaming media in the future. Now, this deal will allow the Dish Network to have access to the Disney Corporation's strong catalog of programming for cable and its broadcasting schedule. It covers both programs for television and internet streaming devices. Disney has received an agreement from Dish that limits will be placed on the AutoHop tool. Now, both companies have called this deal a watershed moment for television industry. Nathanson also says that the deal ensures the future of ESPN under the Disney ABC label. Now this deal will also allow Disney to focus their service to 5 or 10 million homes which have broadband only. Now this is a great monumental deal that, I mean seriously, it is going to set new standards for streaming media and TV. Now moving right along, since we are talking about TV and streaming media, how about Callie's Wild West? Yes, Sheriff Callie is a great new show. It premiered on the Watch Disney app and now it's currently on Disney Channel, Disney Junior. And how about, yes, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea voicing a character. Now, although the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea has provided background vocals on many of the group's albums, he was also featured in Back to the Future, Great Classic, and many others, now he is lending his voice to the Disney cartoon Sheriff Callie's Wild West for an episode titled The Pie Thief. Now, it's going to air this Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Disney Junior. Now, Rolling Stone was the first to exclusively premiere this all over the web and the media. Now, in this episode, Priscilla ruins a bake-off by eating all the pies. She fibs about a make-believe pie thief that sends Sheriff Callie and Deputy Peck on a wild goose chase to catch a fictional bandit. While they're away, their town is unprotected, and who arrives? 
Lee's Milk Bandit. Now, Sheriff Cali's Wild West premiered this last January with the first Western four preschools, and now Flea is going to do it. He enters the saloon and says, this is a milk raid. Give me all your milk. So there's a lot of different things there. Now, since we are talking about Disney Channel, how about Gravity Falls? We all love Gravity Falls. We all know Aaron from the D-Team loves Gravity Falls, and it's a fantastic, unique show. Well, after what seems like it has been on hiatus forever, they did release some DVDs and many other things. Now we can gear up for Mabel and Dipper to get ready to uncover more weird things, more strange, more supernatural, more uncoverings in summer of 2014. That is right, Gravity Falls Season 2 is going to be debuting this summer. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I mean seriously, I have all kinds of news. You can hear my notes here. You hear that? Yeah, those are all my notes. There are pages and pages of news, but I'm going to take a break here, release the reins to the D-team. I'm going to get things in order because we have all kinds of fun lined up here at the show. We have all kinds of magic and more as we are preparing for royalty, as we have none other than Disney's first princess, Snow White. The current voice of Snow White, Katie Von Till, stopping in here very shortly. So with that said, I am going to release the reins to the D-team. We have Caitlin back with WDW and 2 with the latest this week in the Walt Disney World Resorts. We have Randy back with Disney Multimedia, Lexi with the Hollywood Walk, and also Paige with the Magical Music Review. I bet you can't guess what she's going to review with our guest here this week. So there's a lot of different things on the horizon, but before I let you go, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Pixie Vacations, and the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Vacation by Disney and make it the most magical that you're going to experience. Definitely check them out and book your vacation with PixieVacations.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I've been rambling on, I've been talking fast, I am excited. We have a princess here, we have all new studios and all kinds of fun. So with all my excitement getting contained, I'm going to go ahead, get some Starbucks and release the reins to the D-team. Take it away team and I'll be right back all of you D-heads. If you want this choice position, have a cheery disposition, rosy cheeks, no walks, play games, all sorts. You must be kind, you must be witty, very sweet and fairly pretty. Take us on outings, give us treats, sing songs, bring Never be cross or cruel, never give us cast around a rule. Love is like a son and daughter, and never smell of barley water. Now if you won't scold and dominate us, we will never give you cause to hate us. You won't hide your spectacles so you can see. Put toads in your bed or pepper in your tea. Son and daughter, and never smell of barley water. 
Now if you won't scold and aggravate us, we will never give you cause to hate us. We won't argue spectacles so you can't see. Put the toads in the bed and the pepper in the tea. The one for us. In their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. It's one of the greatest films of all time. A beautiful princess, the evil queen, and the seven tiny heroes who come to the rescue. The newly restored Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, rated G, coming to video November 27th, also on Disney DVD. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDW in 2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. If you're ready to join the rebellion, you'll have plenty of chances during the Star Wars weekends this year at Hollywood Studios. They've extended the event, so the current dates will be May 16th through June 15th. It's been said there will be a gala fireworks show featuring Star Wars music each evening this year, and James Arnold Taylor, voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars The Clone Wars, will also be returning as the official celebrity host. The Festival of Fantasy Afternoon Parade in Magic Kingdom will debut on March 8th. I can't wait to hear everyone's reactions to its first ride down Main Street. It's sure to become a beloved classic in no time. Speaking of the Magic Kingdom, if you've been there recently, you may have noticed the construction work beginning around the hub. The plan is to create a second ring around the present hub which will free up the flow of traffic significantly. Parts of the waterways will be removed and more walkways will be added, but the addition of landscaping, fountains, and topiaries are sure to make up for the added concrete. I think it's a much-needed solution to the Magic Kingdom mayhem, and I'm excited to see the improvements when it's complete in 2015. And now for my favorite news of the week. On May 23rd through the 24th, guests will have the chance to show their Disney side for 24 hours straight. The Rock Your Disney Side Celebration is a bi-coastal 24-hour celebration to kick off summer, being held in Disneyland and Magic Kingdom in Disney World. This year's events marks the third year in a row that the Disney parks have stayed open for an exciting 24-hour party. Guests are encouraged to dress the part, so whether princess, pixie, or pirate, hero, or villain, it's sure to be fun. If you're planning a summer trip, consider going the week of May 23rd and be there to experience this unique, once-in-a-lifetime day full of Disney. Thanks for listening, and until next time, always remember, you can fly. for being here. I love this idea. 140 characters all in one spot. The ultimate tweet to announce a 24-hour party at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Yep, on Friday before Memorial Day, May 23rd, I'm gonna rock my Disney side. Okay, let's all get together. Great big smiles, everyone. Here we go. Come on, Grumpy. Everyone, can we save the selfies till after we get the big shot? Thank you. Okay, where is Turk? Flick, Mike, Jake, Doc, oh, and Doc.
everyone. I think we're ready. Where'd you all go? Oh, no. Okay, come on back in. Everybody go right back to the same spots you were at before. Yes, the exact same spots. Great. Okay. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, could you could you help me out with the with some of the stragglers? Great, thank you. Okay, everyone, look right here. Big smiles. We got it. We got the shot. Great job, everybody. You're all beautiful. Have a magical day. Hey, everybody out there. This is Jim Cummings, and you're going, who is that guy? Well, I'm the masked voice behind, oh, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger 2, Darkwing Duck, and a few others, and you are listening to Disney On Demand, but you knew that. Here with a new magical music review. This week's guest star is the lady continuing the legendary first princess of the Walt Disney Animation Studios, Katie Von Till. Miss Von Till is the current voice of Snow White, making her the fourth lady to lend her vocals to the lovely princess. Originating the role at the age of 19 was Adriana Casalotti. Miss Casalotti was hired by Walt in 1935 and made movie history with the release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1937. This week, we will be taking a look at a few of the tracks from the soundtrack, which was scored by Frank Churchill, Paul Smith, and Leigh Harlan. With a smile and a song, here we go! Instead of starting off with Miss Casalotti, I thought we could take a listen to one of the songs sung by five of her co-stars. Roy Atwell, Pinto Kolvig, Otis Harlan, Scotty Matra, and Billy Gilbert were the men behind the six dwarves who speak. Doc, Grumpy, Sleepy, Happy, Bashful, and Sneezy. Though he did not sing, let us not forget to give credit to the man who served as Dopey's visual reference and gave his few vocal effects, Eddie Collins. Perhaps one of the lesser-remembered songs from the film is entitled Bluddle, Uddle, Um Dumb, or The Dwarf's Washing Song. With a playful melody, the tune lends to the entertaining scene where Doc explains how to wash up before supper. The most prominent instruments throughout the piece are violins and flutes. There is also low brass, bassoon, clarinet, and piccolo. The whole song is for the most part in the upper range of the instrumentation, which adds to the liveliness of the song. Take a listen and enjoy. Then scoop up the water and rub it on your face and go... Pick up the salt. Now don't try to bluff. Work up a leather. And when you've got enough, get your hands full of water. And you snort and you snuff and go... You douse and sound, rub and scrub, you sputter and splash all over the top. You may be cold and wet when you're done, but you gotta admit it's good, clean fun. So splash all you like, tain any trick. As soon as you're through, you'll feel mighty slick. Bunch of old nanny goats, you make me sick going. <laughs> Thank you. 
the dwarves find themselves needing to wash up for supper, they arrive home to a clean cottage. And could this cottage have possibly been cleaned without a musical never? Heavens no! Snow White cleans the cottage with the help of her woodland creature friends while singing Whistle While You Work. With the use of xylophone, violin, woodwinds, and muted trumpets, the song has an upbeat and cheerful melody. With the addition of Miss Casalotti's voice and the included bird track, the song can do nothing but put a person in a good mood while they work. I'm listening to it as I'm talking to you, and it works for me. How about you? Don't you want to start whistling along? It won't take long when there's a song to help you set the pace. And as you sweep the room, imagine that the room is someone that you love, and soon you'll find you're dancing to the tune. When hearts are high, the time will fly, so whistle while you Probably one of the most well-known Disney songs is sung when we are introduced to the dwarves. Hi-Ho has been used in other Disney films and other forms of media. Through the use of bells, we can hear the pickaxes striking the diamonds in the mines. The violins help to move along the tune, and the use of woodwinds in the instrumental keep alive the melody of the dwarves' working tune. From the first call by Doc, we know the song is about to change. The classic whistle and words lead the dwarves home every night and to work every morning. So, hi-ho, hi-ho, let's take a lesson. Here we go. With a shovel or a pick. In a mine, in a mine, in a mine, in a mine, where a million diamonds shine. We dig, 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 from early on till night. We dig, 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 dig up everything inside. We dig up diamonds by the score. Thousands will be sometimes born, but we don't know what we dig them for. We dig, 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 dig.
Hildy, this is my segment. Well, that's all the time I have today. I hope you've enjoyed another look at the amazing music and the Disney library with the Magical Music Review. Have a great rest of your week, D-Heads, and enjoy the rest of the show. Until next time, see ya! Oh,
taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again. Yes, I always say that, but I am back once again, and thank you to the D-team for stopping in here once again. Caitlin with WDW in 2, you always make me just want to head right down to the Walt Disney World Resort, let me tell you. And Paige with the Magical Music Review, nothing like prepping up a little bit of Disney princesses for the one and only Katie Von Till stopping in here very soon. And we have all kinds of fun still lined up. We have more from the D-team as we have Lexi with the Hollywood Walk and also Randy with Disney Multimedia. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break from news here because there's a lot of exciting things going on here at the DOD 76 studios. So I want to share some of that with you. Now, we do ask all of you D-heads out there, what do you want out of the show? What kind of guests do you want? What kind of things? And one of those is always getting better interview quality. You know, we love, you know, interviewing all these people from your magical memories from your lifetime of Disney. You know, we love having these guests like John Ratzenberger, Robbie Benson, Haley Mills, Katie Von Till, and many others who stopped in here at the show over the last couple of years. But you always want us to get even better sound quality on those interviews. Now, you know, some of these guests, they're just calling in from their phones. There's only so much you can do, but you know what? We have spent the last two weeks upgrading the DoD 76 studios. That is right. The last two weeks, we have been installing an all-new section of the studio, all-new hardware, and more to bring our guests to you in magical clarity. That is right. You guys have asked for it, and we have upgraded the systems. It has been ongoing like crazy, and we are going to debut this all-new hardware and all-new DoD 76 Studios next week here at the show for show number 66. That is right. It is going to be a great improvement for all of you D-heads out there. You guys asked, we listened, and we spent the last two weeks countless hours, continuous building and testing and beta testing and adding on to the studios and now we are going to give you even better guest quality here at the show. That is right, we are excited for this. So we are going to bring you our all new magical experience and all new hardware and DoD 76 studio upgrades. It is fantastic and on the horizon. Another thing all of you D-heads have asked for is merchandise. Now I know you guys have asked for a variety of different things, but I want to give back to you and we want to give things back to all of you D-heads. And one of those ways is by having pins. And we love having pins. Everybody puts them on your lanyards and everything else. Well, we have a challenge for you. Help us get to 2,000 likes on our Facebook page, and we're going to give away I'm a D-Head pins. That's right, I'm a D-Head, because come on, we're all D-Heads. We all love Disney, and why not express it with a I'm a D-Head pin? And we're going to give these away absolutely free once we reach 2,000 likes on our Facebook page. So I'm putting the challenge out there for all of you D-Heads out there. I want you to spread the word, get your friends involved, anybody else, get us the 2,000 likes, and we are going to give away these pins to you. That's right. You don't even have to see us at the parks. We're not going to hand them out that way. We will mail them directly to your house so you can officially confirm that you are a D-Head. How exciting is that? And there is other merchandise on the horizon. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted to give back to you, and you are going to get an I'm a D-Head pin, an official certificate stating that you're a D-Head and what makes you a D-Head and all kinds of fun. So we are excited for that. So spread the word, get it out there, facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. Now also, we have asked all of you D-Heads, who do you want to get here on the show? And you guys have given us a list of guests. I mean, from voice actors to celebrities to you name it. And we are working on getting them here in the next couple of weeks. So thank you. Keep all the suggestions continuing to come in. We have such guests coming on very soon as Tom McLaughlin, who you may know from the Black 
Cole. He's also part of Friday the 13th Part 6 and many other things. We also have Noel McNeil. Yes, Bear in the Big Blue House, Muppet Performer, and more. You know, you may remember Madam Cherubird from Follow That Bird. Yeah, that's him. And we have him stopping in. We have Katie Von Till, who's going to be here on this show very shortly. We also have people like John Morris, who you may know as the original Andy from all three Toy Stories and many other guests stopping in here. I mean, our list goes on and on of all the people that you have suggested to us that we are getting here on the show. So keep them coming in and keep them pouring in. Now also here, all of you D-heads, we are working on getting an actual charity event going. That's right, at the end of March, we want to help stop bullying. Now bullying is something that is just, it seems like it's going on and on. I mean, especially with cyber bullying going on. So we are working on getting a live event going going on to stop the bullying. We're going to donate all the proceeds to the Stop the Bullying Foundation. So we're working on that. And if any D-head out there wants to help organize this and make this happen, definitely contact us. We're looking for people to get involved and help stop the bullying event happen here at DizRadio.com. So there's a lot of different things on the horizon, all of you D-heads. All kinds of fun. I mean, many things. And, and like I said, I am most excited because of the all-new DoD76 Studio upgrades, the all-new hardware, and more. I am excited for that more than anything, and I think your ears are going to enjoy it as well. So get ready for that, all of you D-heads. But I do want to mention, all of you D-heads, stay connected here at the show. Connect up with us, drop the D-team emails, connect up with us on our website, and more. If you have any suggestions for the show, or maybe you have an idea for a segment, and you want to become part of the D-team, we are looking for people to join up here at the D-team. Whether that's bloggers on the website, people to work with our Pinterest page, our Twitter pages, as well as new segments here at the show. Maybe there's something you think is missing, something that could be part of the show here. Contact us. You don't have to have professional background or anything. We just want people that love Disney. This show is here for all of you, the D-heads. It's here to help you relive your magical memories from your lifetime of Disney. And we want people involved here at the show that want to bring that to others as well, to bring that smile, to bring that magic, that memory from your lifetime of Disney. So if you want to get involved, if you have an idea for a segment or a show or anything else, definitely contact us, dizradio, D-I-Z radio, at gmail.com. Drop us a line and definitely give us your suggestions. We want to get you involved. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I took a break from the news because a lot of nice, exciting things on the horizon. I mean, I am truly excited for all the different things going on here at the studios, at the show, with the D-team, and more. And you make it happen. You are the reason that we bring this show to you every single week, so thank you. So I wanted to share all that excitement with you, especially with the all-new studios debuting next week here at the show. I am excited for that. So I'm going to stop all my rambling here, D-heads. I have my Starbucks, my Vente Vanilla Latte with an extra shot. Yes, you can never have too much espresso in that sucker. And I'm going to take a drink, take a break, release the reins to Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under. We also have Randy stopping in later here at the show. So I'm going to release the reins to Lexi, who is still getting through her technical issues. So fear not, Lexi is stopping in with the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest here this week, Katie Von Till. And next time you hear me, I'm going to be stopping in with royalty. Yes, the official current voice of Snow White, Katie Von Till. I am excited because, come on, you can't go wrong with a beautiful princess and a beautiful woman voicing that princess. I'll be right back, all the heads. Take it away.
Ward Kimball, a veteran Disney animator. We knew we were, he was planning this feature. It was a dream he all, almost had from the beginning. And he could see that just putting out silly symphonies and Mickey Mouse cartoons uh, really weren't the eventual answer. That to get something big in Hollywood, you had to make a feature, right? So he chose Snow White as, as a story that would lend itself best to the way we worked. The whole studio participated in the story for ideas and gags, and then they would go through and pick out the ones that were useful. And I thought it was a very encouraging thing for all the talent. It made you think about not only the animation, the backgrounds, but it gave you a little thought about plot and story. <laughs> Page, and I'm the voice of Oogie Boogie, and I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hey D-Heads. Now, we all know that Disney became truly iconic with the introduction of the animated feature film. And the first feature, all the way back in 1937, was Snow White. Well, keep that in mind when thinking about this week's special guest. Katie Von Till is the fourth official voice, both speaking and singing, of none other than Snow herself. How exciting! And this week's special guest certainly has one special voice. I guess you'd have to love your job in show business if you have been doing it since you were a little girl. Katie entered the theatre world at the age of eight when she appeared in a local production of Annie. Katie is also a graduate of Michigan State University, MSU, where she attended the Department of Theatre and also received a whole range of academic and performance awards. Wow, that's pretty impressive so Disney certainly is lucky to have her. So, for us D-heads, we can hear Katie as Snow White for the first time in the 2011 Disney game Connect Disneyland Adventures. And this must be a pretty special job for Katie. As she once said that working as a Disney princess was a dream of hers. I must say, that's a pretty awesome dream to have. Now Katie's voice is also in the Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade, Dream Lights. And we can also hear Katie in Sophia the First on Disney Junior. <laughs> now Katie has also lent her voice to other video games, like Lego Batman 2, where she plays Catwoman, Medal of Honor, Watchmen, and she even is the voice of Ruffner in How to Train Your Dragon, the video game. It's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> now, on the small screen, Katie has been in a range of comedy shows, like The Middle, 
mum, community, anger management, and she's also a recurring sketch player on The Tonight Show. Katie has also lent her talents to a number of popular commercials, including the recent Dannon's Greek Yogurt ad, Netflix, Toyota, Honda, IHOP, and Sketches. Now, back to the Dannon's Greek Yogurt ad. So, in this one, Katie is hilarious every time. And in case you haven't seen it yet, it involves Katie turning her husband into none other than Mr. John Stamos. <laughs> also, for six months, this week's special guest worked on the Style Network as a voice actor, providing all of the on-air promos. Now, Katie is also known for her work on film, like Timer in 2009, where she played a local news anchor, and also the short film Zombie Prom back in 2006. <laughs> now that sounds very different to Snow White, wouldn't you say? Now that is a true sign of Katie's versatility. And recently, this week's special guest has also been doing some great stage work, like with the symphony Silicon Valley in their production of Guys and Dogs, where she played the lovable Miss Adelaide. Also, Katie even toured the country in the Broadway first national company of Little Shop of Horrors. And this week's special guest once said that she wants to feel the energy from the audience in a live performance, which I'm sure she does. And get this, Katie also has a love for cabaret. She has performed in so many concerts and different kinds of cabaret. She has even sung with Hollywood legends like Katie Segal, Jason Alexander, and Mr. Dick Van Dyke. The list really does just go on and on. And when our special guest is not on stage, she loves to sing anything from pop, country, blues, opera, and even rock music. Wow, talk about talent. So thank you, Katie Von Til. Without you, Disney would definitely not be the Oh, the 
poisoned apple, sleeping death. <laughs> One taste of the poisoned apple, and the victim's eyes close forever in the sleeping death. <laughs> No white from me. Soon I'll be fairest in the land. <laughs> I'll bring a poisoned apple for Snow White. Now to take care of Snow White. On the wall. With this disguise, I'll fool them all. <laughs> oh, oh. The sleeping death. <laughs> oh, oh. Have an apple, dearie. <laughs> Death for Snow White. Apples, apples. Apples, fresh apples. Nice, juicy apples. 
delicious apples. Camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those goes all the way back. It goes back to the Disney's very first princess. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger if you've seen shows like Community and also... The voice, the current voice of Disney's very first princess, Snow White. We have none other than Katie Von Till with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, thanks! Uh, you know, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody, I guess, that gets to carry on the uh, princess legacy and, you know, the voice of Snow White. And we'll tackle that shortly here. But, you know, a lot of other things that you've been on and part of, including Lego Batman. You've been on the TV series like Mom, Sophia the First, many other things. So, I guess, what led you down the path of acting? Well, I... I'll tell you, I, I was always one of those kids who sang around the house and, and was funny in front of my parents, but I was a very shy child in public. But when I turned eight years old, uh, my dad, who had been coaching Little League for my brother and found that that was a great way for uh, father and son to bond, was looking for a way for father and daughter to bond. And so he saw an ad in the local paper for a community theater production of Annie that was holding auditions. And he asked me if I wanted to audition, and I said yes, and he auditioned as well. So my dad and I did musical theater together as I was growing up, and that's that's turned me down the path. 
It's pretty simple. It, it sounds very simple, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it seems like, uh, you know, it was one of those that was meant to happen, and at the same time, uh, had some family bonding going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my dad and I ended up doing uh, Annie together, we did Showboat together, we did Sound of Music together, and then basically as I got older, you know, I kept going, and <laughs> dad dropped out. Um, although he, uh, both my parents are uh, sort of in performance-related jobs. My dad is a litigator, and my mom is a professor of communication studies and public speaking. So um, it was kind of in my bones. Plus, my dad in college and high school and even now is, uh, he was in a band. He was a folk singer, and so we always had a lot of music and singing around our house. My brother is actually a professional heavy metal musician (laughs) in a band called Neurosis. So we're, my brother and I are opposite ends, you know, here I am singing Disney tunes and he's, you know, screaming at the top of his lungs, but it's definitely uh, something that's innate within my family that we're all sort of natural performers. So it was a great thing to do with my dad and then I, I realized, oh, I fell in love with this, I think I want to do it for a living, so I, I pursued, you know, voice lessons and so forth and then went to Michigan State University uh, on a partial uh, vocal music performance scholarship and actually studied opera there um, and decided I really missed musicals. So I switched my major to theater and graduated with a degree in theater. And um, then I moved to New York and started pounding the pavement. <laughs> Here I am, years later, in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's the kind of thing where, you know, it has been good to you. I mean, you've been on so many different things. And, you know, we'll touch base on some of the television shows, but also voice work. I guess, uh, you know, when it comes to the voice work, one of those is, like you said, you, you love, you know, singing. It's in your family's blood. Um, I guess uh, when it comes to voice work, I guess, how did you uh, get down that path? And what was your very first project, you know, doing any form of voiceovers? Oh, gosh. Well, I, people have always said to me, oh, you have a very distinct voice. You should do voiceover work, something I've, I've heard all through my adult performing career. And, but I didn't, I didn't know how to break into it. So I started taking some classes, and um, that went pretty well. Uh, I actually booked a video game. I cannot remember for the life of me what it is called. Um, but through one of those people I took a class with, I booked a video game. So I thought, oh, maybe I... Maybe I can do this, but I wasn't sure how to get an agent, and it's thousands of dollars to invest in making a demo and so forth and so on. I thought, oh, how, how am I going to make this this work? And I was actually touring the country in the Broadway National Tour of Little Shop of Horrors, and I was exhausted in between cities <laughs> in an airport on a moving walkway, and one of the girls on tour with me said, you should do voiceover. And I explained, I'll walk it into my agent. You know, don't don't worry about making anything too professional. You know, you're, you're really good. You should just jump right in. I thought, oh, okay, sure. So I gave her a demo. She walked it into their agent, and they passed. But I told the same story to another girlfriend of mine as we were working our day jobs, and we were in Los Angeles in Century City riding the elevator, um, downstairs from where we'd been working in an office, and I told her the same story, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm with a fantastic voiceover agent. Um, why don't you let me hear this, this demo, and I'll, I'll walk it in and, and see if they'll, they'll take you. And she listened to it. She thought it was good. She walked it in, and that agent took me, and I owe my entire career to another Disney voice talent, Megan Strange. Megan Strange is the voice of uh, Robin on Sophia the First. She was the voice of Paw Pilot, in uh, Special Agent Oso, um, and she's 
just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent and a very giving, giving friend. And I literally owe my entire career to a, two conversations, one on a moving walkway and one on an elevator. <laughs> Well, you know, and here you are, you know, way later. And, of course, aside from the Disney, um, you know, being part of Lego Batman. You know, now I'm a father of four kids. So, you know, I have everything from princesses to superheroes. And being part of something like Batman, um, is that something where you grew up, I guess, if you had a brother, you really enjoyed it? Or do you? Yeah, I have an older brother. Yeah, he's six years older. And, you know, I grew up watching, you know, the old Batman television show. He had all kinds of Batman play figures and and uh, all that sort of thing. And, of course, I grew up in the era of the old uh, Tim Burton Batman series of movies. So, you know, of course, I was in love with those. And uh, so getting Batman was, A, a shock. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, well, okay, sure, Batman. And uh, B, a thrill. Because it's one of those things, like Snow White, where a lot of people can really, really relate to it. You say, oh, well, I was the voice of Catwoman in Lego Batman. And oh. Or, oh, I'm the voice of Bat Computer. They just, they think it's the coolest thing, especially uh, guys my age <laughs> and a little bit older. And um, and kids, you know, their, their sons and so forth just think it's awesome. And, and anytime somebody thinks something I do is awesome, that makes me feel amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, and I can relate. I mean, like you said, I'm parallel in age with you. So I can I can completely relate, uh, you know, being a father of kids, too. So, uh, you know, and being Catwoman, um, I guess that is I, as iconic as being, uh, you know, uh, Snow White. So, you know, Catwoman has been around for so long, so many different incarnations. Um, I, how does it feel just being part of this legacy now that, you know, like you said, people are going to come on, you know, years from now and be like, you were Catwoman on Lego Batman? Really? Yeah. It's neat, and I like it because Catwoman has a little has edge. You know what I mean? She's she's basically a villain, you know, so to speak. And uh, I I love playing somebody with edge because I don't get to do that very often, and I certainly don't get to do it in my on camera work because I don't know if you took a look at what I look like, but I I, I look like you know your crazy next door neighbor. I don't, I don't look like like a villain of any sort. And so getting to play this sort of uh, vixen villain strong, powerful woman who's a little crazy. It's really fun. It's really, really fun. Well, you know, and like you said, you know, I guess you're on uh, on screen appearances, and that's going to lead me to, you know, you've been on a variety of different television shows, you know, like The Middle and many others, and of course, one of those that is the out-of-the-box hit uh, community, you know, you were on there as well. I guess, what is it like when you're uh, being on set for some of these shows, you know, that, um, you know, they are just huge, and they're going to go down in, I guess, TV history. Um, you know, are you just as in awe being on these sets as well? I mean, or... or... Oh, absolutely. I, I did two episodes of community and my first episode um i was hired to do a scene uh just with me and chevy chase which was beyond exciting and then i got to set and my scene had been cut <laughs> it which was devastating um they used me for something else and uh then brought me back another time uh for a scene with the, the whole cast basically uh, but just like a quick little one-liner but i had initially been hired for a a whole scene with several lines back and forth, just me and, and Chevy Chase, and I was over the moon. Uh, but I'll tell you, even though my scene was cut, I spent quite a bit of time off stage with him as they were, you know, setting lights and so forth for various shots, and be able to have a one-on-one conversation with such a, uh, you know, comedy legend, a, a, a living legend, was awesome. And I, I don't know about anybody else's experience with him, but 
he was lovely to me. So nice. I had a great time. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm meeting one of my, my comedy idols. This is, this is amazing. And then I had a similar experience uh, when I worked on The Middle. I had a scene with just me and Patricia Heaton, who is, basically, if I look at somebody's career and what I would like to do, Patricia Heaton, she's, she's it for me. I, I would love to do uh, both multicam and single cam sitcoms. I'd love to be the, the matriarch in a, in a hit show that's really sort of centered around, around the mom, which is kind of what the middle is. And she was a dream, a dream. And sitting across from her, I was playing a, a career counselor for her, uh, sitting across the desk from her and acting with her, I just sort of felt both, both amazed at her and, and what she does and also right at home. I thought, oh, she is amazing. Look at what she's doing. And then I thought to myself, oh, that's me. I'm sitting across from her doing the same thing. I'm right on par with her, acting with her, holding my own with her in a scene. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> it was such a great day. It was such a great day. And we had a great time. And she found out it was the voice of Snow White. And she wanted to, to, to hear me do it. And she wanted to know what that meant. And then the producers wanted to know. Everybody was just amazed at that. And the only reason, I didn't even tell them that I was. The director had actually Googled me and figured it out and told everybody. So I just sort of felt like, really special and like you know animated royalty as it were it was really great and then of course that scene got cut out of the episode because the episode was running long so that got cut out so <laughs> so you know two of my two of my biggest biggest breaks with with great comedy legends i i have no footage of and and that's just the way this is the way things roll but i i did anger management with charlie sheen that was really fun um and he for all year about him, I'll tell you what, he knows his stuff. He he was he didn't miss a beat. He did not miss a beat. He was right on it with his lines, with his cues. He is funny. It's clear that he is natural, natural talent. I was ready to say, and and that was one of those roles where you played, uh, you know, the crazy woman, a newscaster, uh, as as you said, a little more uh, com- com- comedic relief. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, particularly the crazy woman banging and banging on his door and shouting at him. I was a jilted lover. That was really fun. Um, the newscaster stuff was, was really fun as well just because, you know, I got to deliver the punchline. Sometimes as guest cast in these shows, you often aren't the person that has any of the joke lines. You're just, you're setting up, you know, the regulars to have their punchlines, which is just as valid. But every once in a while, you, you really get to get to laugh yourself, which is, of course, what we performers live for. You know, that's why I did live theater for so long and still do it from time to time because there's nothing better than live laughter, live applause. It, it just can't be beat. It, it absolutely feeds me. Definitely. Well, you know, and like you said, getting the laughs and being the spotlight, I guess uh, I'll shift gears here and get into Snow White. Everybody loves Snow White. You know, Disney's first princess, uh, the one that started it all. Now, I guess, um, you know, coming about that, uh, I guess, that roundabout way, you know, you already explained to us how you got into the voice work and into the voice acting. Um, I guess, when was the first time that you realized you sounded like Snow White? Were you uh, dancing around the house like Lily Tomlin in 9 to 5 or what? <laughs> I had no idea I sounded like Snow White. I don't actually sound like her. Um, I I mimic her. Uh, but my natural voice, is, of course, is, is much lower and has quite a bit of grit. But I noticed pretty early on in my voiceover career that I could voice match, which is a particular niche of voice acting where you imitate or impersonate other actors uh, or characters. So, of course, when I am doing Snow White, I'm absolutely 
paying homage to Adriana Casalotti, who, of course, is the voice of Snow White, is, was, will always be the voice. And so I am actually the current voice, but I am voice matching Adriana. So I, you know, props to her on that whole thing. She's she's just, uh, and she did the voice for so long. Amazing to keep your voice in such good shape. You know, she's an example for all of us voice actors and singers to really, really keep our voices strong, really... Uh, you know, maintain our vocal workouts and lessons and, and keep our technique good so we can keep doing it well into old age. But um, I didn't know. I didn't know that I sounded like her or could sound like her. And I also, it just never occurred to me. Of course, thinking about it now, I think, <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. But it didn't occur to me that new actors would be voicing roles that people, other people had voiced previously. It didn't occur to me. Of course somebody else is doing her voice because Adriana has, has passed away, of course. But it just didn't occur to me. I, I, I grew up thinking, oh, I would love to be a Disney princess. Oh, I would love to be a Disney princess. But I had, it just, it just didn't enter my mind that I could be one that already existed. It just didn't occur to me. So when the audition rolled around, um, I, I, they were auditioning for a couple other roles at the same time and I listened to, uh, a sample of Adriana and I, I listened to it once, and I thought, oh, I, I think I have this. And I stepped into my uh, recording booth at home, and I laid down one take. And I listened back to it, and I thought, gosh, yeah, that's, that really sounds like it's it. And uh, I'd been working on other roles where I would you know, do them over and over and over and practice and practice and practice over and over and over. But she just sort of lived inside me, so... I sent it into my agent, and I sent it into Disney, and then I had a call back uh, at Disney Character Voices where um, they put me through my paces, and a few weeks later, I found out I'd booked it. And it's my most special job of any job. <laughs> Well, I can only imagine. I mean, you know, being, I guess, going down into this legacy, like you said, you know, there's always that original and the the one that started it all. And, you know, it gets passed on. And now you are the current voice of Snow White. So when everybody's watching those Fisher-Price commercials or they're listening to Sophia the First with Snow White appearing, you know, that's you now. I mean, you are Snow White. Now, I'm going to have to ask, is Snow White your favorite princess? <laughs> she is now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'll have to say that growing up, it was actually Aurora, and, and um, I auditioned for her voice match as well, and I didn't, didn't get that. Again, that was one where I worked over and over and over and again. Just sort of, she just wasn't in me as naturally, um, and uh, so it was Aurora growing up, and then when I got into high school, of course, it became The Little Mermaid, and then I actually worked at Tokyo Disneyland, where I played The Little Mermaid in a show called Feel the Magic. And I also played Pocahontas. So uh, I think Colors of the Wind and Part of Your World. So both of those princesses hold a very a special place in my heart because it was a glorious, glorious time in my life. I was young and living in Japan and uh, performing in this show that audiences just, just loved. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, Aurora's in my heart from being a little kid. And now Snow White is just... I can't even explain it. <laughs> it it's, beyond, it's beyond words how honored I am uh, to, to play her. I was ready to say, it has to be something that's just, you know, a dream come true. You know, it's one of those, uh, you know, it is a Disney dream come true. And I have to say, uh, you know, I'm glad that Aurora was your favorite because, you know, um, even though I'm a guy, you know, Aurora was always the princess that was my go-to princess. Oh, really? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, it's uh, my wife always jokes about that. And she she's a Cinderella gal, but I said Aurora is always the princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aurora was 
my gal. I don't know if it was that pink to blue dress or what, but, and I just, I don't know. But she was my favorite. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe Once Upon a Dream, because I love that song. I don't know, but she was my gal growing up. But I'll tell you what, when I tell my contemporaries that I'm the voice of Snow White, particularly when I tell my brunette friends, because I'm blonde, they have, like, a visceral reaction. They literally light up. Grown women, grown women light up, get so giddy, so giddy, and say, oh, what? No. Really? Oh, no. Snow White's my favorite. I mean, you'll see grown women just reduced to <laughs> giggly tears. It's pretty awesome. Well, I guess, uh, you know, when you got into the studio, and the first time you actually laid down tracks for that, and, you know, like, like I said, on Sophia the First and things like that, you know, were you ever in, in any, I guess, any point sitting in your living room watching TV and, like, you know, just lose yourself and forget it's you, and you're like, all right, well, I'm watching Snow White now. And then it dawns on you, wait, that is me. That is me. Well, I, I'll tell you, the first thing I voiced was um, a game for the Xbox called uh, Disneyland Adventures. And I was so excited, I went out and bought an Xbox. <laughs> I don't even play video games, but I was like, well, I want to, I want to myself, you know, I want to hear myself with Snow White. So, um, yeah, so I, I literally went out, bought an Xbox. And just the one game, so I could so I could play the one game, and it's I definitely can always pretty much tell that it's me. Although every month I keep in my car, I keep my initial uh, uh, CD of tracks of, of Adriana, the ones that I listened to before I laid down uh, my audition, and then my actual audition. And I and I keep those in my car so I can refresh myself every couple of weeks or so just to make sure that I'm keeping her fresh because I don't want to deviate at all. I want to keep her as, as pure uh, and true to the original as possible. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll start playing my track and think I'm listening to Adriana. And it will take me a second to realize, oh, wait, 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 that's me, that's me. I don't want to listen to me. I want to listen to Adriana. So I do, <laughs> I do occasionally, I feel like my match is, is so strong that every once in a while I'm, I think it's her, and it's really me, so uh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, with uh, family and friends, and like you said, everyone gets excited to find out you're Snow White. Um, you know, I know you can't give too much out. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Everything is always sealed and locked. But is there anything on the horizon with uh, Snow White that we can expect in the upcoming years? Uh, well, she's. Uh, I'll be on Sophia the 1st uh, next month in, uh, in April. The show comes back, uh, gosh, I want to say next week or the week after and my episode let me see if I can find that in my calendar I have the exact date um bear with me uh my episode airs on April 4th so that's really exciting so you'll you'll hear me as Snow White and then a couple of superfluous characters uh on Sophia the first uh then and then I have a there's another toy coming out. I'm not sure when, and I can't really say what it is, but there's another toy coming out that I did voice, so that is on the horizon. So um, keep your eyes open on on the various uh, toy shelves <laughs> for that, <laughs> and, and you'll be able to hear me. So that's, that's coming up for Snow White, that all that I know of at this point, anything that I could, could share. Um, of course, I would hope that there was something else big and exciting to share, but... As far as I know, nothing at the moment except for those two things, which are wonderful. I'm really looking forward to Sophia the First. A lot of my friends, uh, like you, are parents. They have young kids, and they love that show. They just love it. So I'm really excited to see that. 
Definitely. You know, and I think that show is really doing a great job of intertwining all the classic princesses, you know, with this new generation for little girls to grow up with. Yeah. And then I actually have another Disney project as well. I recently did, uh, I filmed a guest star on a new show called I Didn't Do It, which stars Olivia Holt. And that's on, I don't think it's on, I don't know if it's Disney Channel or Disney XD, I can't remember which one, but um, I'll be on that show probably in a couple of months. I think I'm on the 10th or 15th episode, I think they're on episode 4 or something like that. So keep an eye out for me on that show, that was really fun to do, and uh, gosh, the kids that work on that show are super talented and super down to earth, and if anybody should be Disney stars, it's 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 those, that group of kids on that show. They're just wonderful to work with. had a great time. And that's, so that's what's coming up for me, both Snow White and, uh, and otherwise in the coming months. Very cool. You know, and the kind of thing, too, is I guess for anyone else that is aspiring to be a voice actor or an actress on screen or anything like that, what kind of advice would you be able to give any uh, little girls or guys out there who are looking up to you for some kind of uh, knowledge to uh, get their foot in the door? Well, for little girls and little guys, I would just say just start. Don't don't wait for the right time. Don't wait for the right moment. Just audition for your school productions, audition for community theater productions, and just get your feet wet and see if you like it and see if, see if you have a talent for it. And then just remember that, you know, you, you it's like anything else, it's hard work. It is a job. So you have to study it, learn it, learn your craft. I'm always taking classes. Still to this day, I take acting classes twice a week reading classes, I'm in a writer's group, I go to casting director workshops, I take voice lessons, I do everything I can to make sure that I am always sharp and always prepared uh, when an opportunity presents itself. And so I would say to little kids and and uh, even just young people getting started, study, 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 work, 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 craft, 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 and network, network, network. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about the networking as well. And you know, It's what- always who you know, it's always who you know. I mean, think I owe my entire voiceover career to a friend of mine because we happened to do a show together. We did, a, you know, one girl we did a national Broadway tour, and the other girl, Megan Strange, we did a we did a little ninety nine seat show here together in Los Angeles called Dark the Musical, and we just became fast friends. And because of that, literally because of that, I am where I am today. Very cool. Well, you know, and the kind of thing too, like you said, practice, practice, and you know, work hard, which um, is going to lead me to a question that I should have asked earlier. When you're in the studio or on set, are there any great stories or hijinks or something that is off the screen that's always going to live in your memory forever that uh, nobody else is going to know what happened, but it's going to be something that you're going to remember fondly? Oh, gosh. Well, I have. <laughs> hmm. Gosh. Off the, uh, well, there are always those things where uh, where you're doing a, a stage show and uh you know, it's not so much when when you're a professional, you have understudies and things like that. So if you're ill, you don't have to go on. But if you're a kid or a teenager doing community theater and you're ill, um, you pretty much have to go on if if you can or your coworkers. And I'm not saying it was me, but I will say that actors have been known to sing a song gloriously, finish the last high note, get the applause, run off stage, and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> That has been known to happen. I'm not saying it was me, but it's, I've witnessed it. I will say that. I've witnessed it. 
Well, I guess, you know, we know you're busy. We know you have a lot of different things in the works. But, uh, you know, one of the, uh, I guess, one of the questions that we overlooked here from one of our listeners also is, I guess, what is the hardest part of voicing, uh, you know, Snow White? What is the hardest part in preparation or things like that? Well, I think it sort of harks back to my whole story about auditioning for her. Uh, it's not hard for me. She just, you know, like I said, I listened one time to the to the tracks and then did one take. She's just sort of uh, uh, in me. I, I, I can't really explain it. Uh, so voicing her is actually very easy. In fact, it's almost easier voicing her than doing um, voiceover projects in my own voice. My own voice can get a little tired because I, I speak down in my lower register and a little bit on my fry tone, which is that sort of, uh, huskiness in my voice that, you know, that little noise bit, then it can actually, uh, tire my vocal cords out. But snow is, of course, in my upper register with my head voice. So it's a very smooth, soft type of, of speaking. So, um, I can, I can do it forever. <laughs> I can do it for hours and I never get tired. It's fantastic. It's great. Yeah, she's just, I, 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 I wish I could say it was tough. I do make sure, of course, you know, just like, you know, I always study, I'm always prepared. I always do vocal warm-ups before I'm heading uh, to uh, a session. And if I'm doing Snow White, because I'm going to be using my upper register, I'll actually do a singing vocal warm-up, even if I won't be singing at all, uh, just because that really helps with the upper part of my voice um, and, and getting it really nice and smooth. And then I'll do things like tongue twisters, just to make sure that my my uh, my lips, my, my teeth, the tip of my tongue are all working together to make sure that I am crisp and, and clear and easily understood. Very cool. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you on. We don't want to keep you too long, but, you know, it's always an honor to have a Disney princess here in our presence. Oh, thank, oh yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for all of your fans out there, everybody that, you know, loves Katie out there, whether that's appearances on all the different television shows and nuggets, films, you name it, as well as video games and also being a Disney princess, is there anything you'd like to leave out there as a last word from Katie to all of your fans. Well, um, I will say please follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Katie Von Till and um, feel free to, you know, tweet me questions and things like that. I love to connect with my fans. And the other thing I can say is uh, a quote from from actually my favorite Disney movie of all time, which is uh, just keep swimming. I know that sometimes life can be a little tough and you know, growing up, school can be hard, and then going into adulthood, getting getting a job can be hard, and then becoming a parent, raising children can be hard, and you know, the the circle of life can be tough at times. And and I just want everybody to to remember to just just keep swimming, and and we'll all get through it together. And it's really the journey uh, that, that that matters. Just try to have as much fun along the way as as Snow White would say, you know, with a smile and a song. Very cool. Well, it was our pleasure having you on, and you are always welcome back anytime. Oh, I'd love to be back anytime. Give me a buzz anytime. <laughs> Hello there. My name is Snow White. I just love to dance. If I were a rich man With a million or two I'd live in a penthouse In a room with 
I were handsome No way It could happen Cause dreams do come true I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you Wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have Wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have Wouldn't have nothing Can I tell you something? For years I have envied You agree with it Your grace and your charm Everyone loves you, you know Yes, I know, I know, I know But I must admit it Big guy, you always come through I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you That's how it always should be One without the other Don't mean nothing to me Nothing to me Yeah, I wouldn't be nothing If I didn't have you to say I'm just a punky little eyeball And a funky optic knife Hey, I never told you this Sometimes I get a little blue Looks good on you But I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you Let's dance Me. Don't you dare dip me, don't you dare dip me Ow, I should have stretched Yes, I wouldn't be nothing If I didn't have you I know what you mean, Sully Because I wouldn't know where to go Me too, because I Wouldn't know what to do Why well, you keep singing my part? I don't have to say it I say it anyway Because we both, both know, know it's true, true. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have. Wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. One more time. I don't have to say it. Where everybody come from? All we both know it's true. Let's take it home. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have You, you, you E-E-I-O That means you Hey, this is Eric Kramer from Good Luck Charlie And this is Disney On Demand Hello D-Heads and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. I want to say thank you to all the D-Heads out there who's been asking about me and I'm very touched. I want to say I'm okay, I'm fine, I just haven't been recording any new segments because I've been very busy with my life here and with work. 
but I want to say that I've been having big milestones in my life, which caused me to not record here. But I want to say thank you so much for your concern, and, and as well, I'm back on the air through and giving you the latest news. Let's go ahead and jump in with the sad note. Looks like going to be 700 jobs will be cutting over at the Disney Interactive Group. Yes, for those who are aware with the creators of Disney Infinity, about 700 jobs will be cut due to a restructuring process. As a result of the restructuring process, we have been undergoing a reduction in the workforce. These actions were difficult but necessary given our long-term strategy focus on sustainability, profitability, and innovation. Nearly 26% of it will of jobs will be gone. Um, the offices will be closing in Chicago, New Jersey, Colorado, South Korea, and Hyderabad, India. While Disney Infinity has been successful, Disney Interactive lost over $2 million between 2008 and 2012. The co-president, John uh, Pleasant, also left Disney Interactive in November of 2012. Disney Infinity did help Disney Interactive create an operating income of $55 million for the first quarter of 2014. But the year before that, that number was only $9 million in 2013, which ended on September 28, 2013. But with the overall, um, ended with the net operating loss of $87 million for Disney Interactive. Uh, this isn't the first closure for Disney Interactive. In 2013, in January of 2013, Disney closed Junction Point Studios in Austin, Texas, which was run by Warren Spectator that developed the Mickey um, Epic Mickey games, which the wasn't really. Yeah, I mean you can give your thoughts about it, but it was, yeah. But due to closure, it was also cut 50 jobs. And two years before that, Disney Interactive closed Propaganda Games, the company behind Tron Evolution video game, which also cost Disney 200 drops. I mean, ouch, talk about the economy. And not just only that, for people who have been effective of this, they lost their jobs because they're not making money and they're trying to cut costs. Disney Infinity costs about $1 million to develop, it currently retails for $75 and is available for Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, uh, Nintendo Wii, uh, Wii U, and Nintendo 3DS. Um, this is also was developed by Everlunch Software and published by Disney Interactive Groups. Um, Bob Iger has stated that Disney has been saying that the company has been profitable, but it is a don't, definitely is a priority for the Walt Disney Company. I have to say that for sure, but for those who are enjoying the, the games and stuff, it seems like this is the little weakest area in the Walt Disney Company group. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I really feel that Disney needs to really step up with their gaming when it comes to platforms, but their mobile, their mobile games are doing great, like uh, Where's My Water, and the newer versions of coming out through Disney, um, it's pretty, pretty interesting. But hopefully, in the future, 
Disney Interactive should bring a newer income for resulting of new games. Um, I'm crushing my fingers, hopefully we'll see newer titles and not less job cuts. Let's go ahead and switch gears over to Disney Epcot. Of course, the Wine and, and Garden Festival has been launched and will be going through this year until May 18th. But also with this season, it debuted two new characters, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy Tooperries. Also, Urban Farm Eats is a new outdoor kitchen um, debuting, which where you can eat d delectable garden-raised uh, local farm goods. Also, wonderful dishes and also treats. This year, again, Mike and Sully from the Monstrous Garden will be also debuting this year um, in the Flower Power area of the thing. Kermit also will be finding it a little bit green as he will be added to the wonderful topiaries this year, making it the 21st um, Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival presented by HGTV. It's already running, and again, at the Walt Disney Resort in Florida. So be sure to check your um, your plans if you're going to be going this year. It's definitely, a, uh, definitely, definitely must on your list to check it out. Now, this year, Urban Farm Eats will be a new outdoor kitchen. and will be in the promenade area and will be showing some sustainable garden features like tilapia, eggplant, and other farm-raised treats. Guests can also try the new menu items including at the Land Pavilion grown eggplant scallop with romessa sauce, ghost pepper dusted tilapia with a winter melon salad, and mango chutney which with plus with a white and brand of white vegan wines and gluten-free beer. Now for those, uh, my, my mouth is already watering with all the delectable um, garden vegetables that they have this year. It's it's cool. It's a nice little thing to check out to really experience. And um, the authentics of the local things that Disney has been doing so many years. Now since the festival is nearly having over 100 different types of topiaries and also 11 different outdoor kitchens with sweet and savory indulgent bites for definitely a uh, wonderful reason to celebrate the 75 days flower and garter extravaganza. The park will also be packed with so much more as it transfers to a rainbow hued wonderland of sweeping gardens and, and it definitely exhibits. Stars of the HDTV will also include Alice and Victoria from Kitchen Crashers, Matt uh, Blashaw from Yard Crashers will appear each weekend at the Festival Center. Also this year will be debuting a hummingbird garden under that will be featured with Mike and Solly will be opening this area for a fun filled playland. So that's really cool if you guys who are really interesting to check that out during Epcot's wine and flower garden festival. For those who always imagined to operate their favorite Disney park attractions and pretend to be a Disney cast member, well you can definitely put your noggin to the test as you test out the fun's website called The Magical. 
The Magical has been featured with several Disney favorite attractions like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It, Expedition Everest, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and so much more. You can test it out by playing over at the website www.themagical.nl N as in Nancy, L as in Larry. You can pretend to operate the attractions like open the gates, let the people come through the ride, um, open and launch the elevators and Tower of Terror. Yes, Tower of Terror is also featured. Place some special effects, music, and it, all this stuff it will hopefully maybe bring some memories that you were experiencing at the Disney parks, but also your dream to be a virtual cast member operating your favorite Disney rides. Again, that website's called The Magical. You can check out their website again at www.themagical. That's one word, T-H-E, magical, M-A-G-I-C-L dot N-L. It's a website. This is Randy signing off for the Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Bye! The Wizardry of Lucas. The Mastery of Coppola. The Phenomenal Music and Dance of Michael Jackson. Captain EO. In spectacular 3D. Coming September 19th to Disneyland and Walt Disney World and nowhere else in the universe. All right, all you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed this week's show and thank you, Katie, once again for stopping in. It was our pleasure being in royalty with Disney's very first princess with Snow White, Katie Von Till, stopping in. So thank you once again, Katie, for stopping in and definitely check out Katie all over television, movies, and more. And of course, the latest movie that is coming with Sophia the First. So definitely check her out all over TV and toys. And thank you, Katie, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D team, yes, of Lexi, Caitlin, and Paige, all for stopping in here this week. Thank you for stopping in and adding a little bit of magic and memories for all the D heads to enjoy. And remember, you can always connect up with the D team directly on our official website at DizRadio.com. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D heads. Thank you all for stopping in here every single week. It's because of you that we continue to bring all the magic memories of all these shows to all of you D-heads. You truly make it possible and you are the reason that we love bringing the show to you every single week. So thank you for tuning in. Now before I let you know who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand and first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, and more including all 65 of our past archive shows. You can connect up with the D-Team and more, and that's at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter 
Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio or Diz On Demand. So, all of you D-heads, with all the different ways to stay connected here at the show, all kinds of fun. Next week, we are excited because there's a lot of things on the horizon. First, we have the debut of our all-new studio. That's right. For the last two weeks, as I have already said, we have been pushing the envelope and rebuilding the DOD 76 Studios. And next week, we are going to debut our all-new hardware for our special guest interviews in the studio. So get ready for that. And who is going to be the debut of this all-new system? None other than Tom McLaughlin. Yes, Tom McLaughlin, who you may know as Captain Star from Disney's The Black Hole. He's also a writer, director, and actor, and many other things from Friday the 13th Part 6, Freddy's Nightmares, A Fairy Tale, Date with an Angel, and more. And Tom's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, from his writing, acting, being part of Disney's classic The Black Hole, and his growing up with Disney in many different ways. So get ready for that as Tom is going to be stopping in to share all of that, including reforming his band, The Sloths. So get ready, all of you D-heads. So until we get ready for next week, as we're always busy, as we're always running around, with the official kickoff of spring break right around the corner, remember, take that time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. I'll catch you online and see you next week, D-heads.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.